I tell you, man, I tell you what, I love my Bible. This thing is getting crazier and crazier by the moment. I was reading through my, just my daily, I had an old preacher tell me one time, he said, man, he said, oh, you, I said, I always have a hard time trying to figure out what to preach. He said, just preach what you're reading. So I started reading three different places so I could get it. First Samuel chapter one, verse one. Uh, if you would stand real quick, we'll read a couple verses. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim of Mount Ephraim. I got to say that word. See, I got that word down. Uh, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroam, the son of Elihu, the son of Toa, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. There's where the hell comes in. Uh, he had two wives. <laughs> The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. I couldn't imagine having two. I mean, one's enough. I could. Could you imagine? I mean, if we're going to be equal liver here, could you imagine a wife having two husbands? I mean, it wouldn't work either way. Uh, but, it, but uh, man, it's, these people in the Old Testament, they had more grace than I got. Uh, the name of the other, Peniah. And Peniah had children, but Hannah had no children in them. And this man went up out of uh, his year, uh, city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord, of host in Shiloh, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas, uh, the priest of the Lord, were there. And, and when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peniah, his wife, uh, and to all her sons and daughters portions. But unto Hannah he, he gave a, a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her to fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I, am, am I not, am, am not I better than ten sons? Father, again, thank you for your blessings this morning. Uh, Lord, thank you for this day, and Lord, I pray that you'd bless it, and Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I, I was sitting there going through my Bible yesterday, and, and uh, this verse popped out, and I preached on Hannah before. Hannah's a, a very sweet lady. I like her. Uh, there were some other things I wanted to hit before I get to her. I know it's Mother's Day, and I know it's a, you're expecting a Mother's Day message, and I'll, I'll get to a little bit of that at the very end of this thing. Uh, but, but I tell you what, what really troubles me, does it, does it ever trouble you when you read your Bible? It troubles me sometimes when I read my Bible. I know the stories are fixed and they're in ink and they can't be changed. Uh, but you would think as time you're going down through history that time would show out and people would change. But uh, it seems they get worse and worse and worse. you got a, a man here named Elkanah. And he has two wives. And he loves, he loves both of them. He has a, a bunch of kids, sons and daughters by one. But the other he doesn't have any at all. She doesn't have any. But, but he cares about Hannah just a little bit more probably a whole lot more than he does the other ones. And as I was reading this story, I started thinking about Jesus Christ, and I always put myself in this picture. I said, I'm like a Hannah. I said, sometimes you've got to place yourself in here where the Bible is, and it's not arrogant or anything else. It's just like, I want it to speak to me, and I want to be to the place where I understand how these people felt. And if there's one thing I never want to be, it's Paniah. Is it? Am I on back there? Testing one, two, three. Testing one, yep. That's my hand up front here. <laughs> but uh, I don't ever want to be a Paniah. Uh, she, is, she is just one of those people that, uh, you know, people come to church, and they come to church to get some stuff out of church. And, and in a church, in a body of believers, sometimes what we find ourselves doing is we allow ourselves to pick and choose who we want to be friends with. And the Lord never did this. Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Paniah. 
And he treated them both equally, and he loved both of them, but one of them he loved a little more than the other, and there's a reason why, because Hannah loved him back probably more. And my question to start this thing out today is, how much do you love Jesus? Really, how much do you do? When I read my Bible, I'm sitting there going, Lord, why couldn't they get it? And the Holy Spirit says, well, why can't you? I'm like, rats, man. I said, you always get me in this picture somewhere. Compensation, down in verse 4, it says, and when the time came that Elkanah offered, Everybody got into their place, and they got up to the place where they were going to make their offerings. And, and year after year after year after year after year after year after year, Elkanah appeared. And all those times he brought his offering, and he made sure that Peniah had the offerings that she needed with her kids to make the offerings. And he did the right thing. But to, it said, but to unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. Now, you know, Hannah is a special girl in this passage, and, and I know it's Mother's Day, and y'all keep your minds on that Hannah girl there for just a minute, but Hannah is sitting there, she's in turmoil, she's got, her heart's breaking. And down in verse 8, it says, Then said Elkanah, her husband, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why castest thou not, or why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved, am I not better than thee ten sons? I'd like to say, number one, he gives compensation. Hannah got compensation. He gave her a worthy portion. Then, then attention is given. He goes, and I love Hannah. She's, she's different. He just made a distinction between Peniah and Hannah right there in that passage. Hannah, in the Old Testament, when a woman gave children, Leah, Leah and Rachel fought back and forth a while, uh, tried to give Jacob more kids, whichever one, because they thought that that Jacob would love this one more because of the kids. And that's what Peniah is probably thinking here too, but that's not what Elkanah is thinking about. There's something special about Hannah that Peniah doesn't have. He says he loved her, but the Lord shut her womb. You know, sometimes the Lord does stuff to us to get us to a place that nobody else could ever get to. And he allowed this in this woman's life to get her to a place. And you're going to see as the story plays out why exactly that was. You never get anything from God without the Lord doing something back to you to get you to the next level with him. Job got it. Everybody, David got it. Daniel got it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got it. Peter, James, John, Paul got it. Jesus Christ did the same thing, and it's going to happen to us the same way. If you want to get, I mean, right there with him, it's going to cost you something sometimes. But guess what? He's not going to tell you what it is that he's going to cost you. He's just going to do some. Hannah just thinks that she can't have kids and that it's something wrong with her. You know, she never goes to Elkanah and blames him. Rachel does. Rachel goes to Jacob and says, give me children, at least I die. He goes, woman, and, and Jacob goes off on her. But, but Hannah never goes back. You know what Hannah does? She goes right to the Lord. And she starts crying. I like to talk about three people here, four people real quick, and then I'm going to talk about Hannah for a few minutes. Pandiah. You know why Pandiah, she did, she says, and verse, I like verse 6, I don't like it, but it says, and the adversary also provoked her sore to make her fret because that the Lord had shut up her womb. Do you know, do you know, do you know that the devil knows exactly pretty much why the Lord holds back on us sometimes or does allow us things in our lives? The devil knew that Hannah, the Lord shut her womb. And you know what he used? He used that very thing, and he used Peniah to reach out. He, he called her the adversary. It, the, the Bible, the Holy Spirit says, and her adversary. You know who that is? That's the devil. 
He came up upon that young lady and just started using the thing that the Lord held back. That was the thing that he used in her life to try to get her to sin. Brother, the devil's smart. He's, not, he's been around a long, long time. He doesn't play no games. Peniah, though, Peniah heard what, what uh, Elkanah said when he said he gave her a worthy portion for he loved Hannah. She heard that. She's jealous. You know why Peniah did what she did? Now, I, honestly, I cannot understand two wives. Beth would not allow me to have two wives. Uh, I mean, I don't think I would live very long past the second one if I got one. Uh, she would kill me dead. She would kill me dead. Uh, the typical female today, most of them in the world, don't think that they don't, they don't need a man at all. But those who get them, they think that that's the one that's theirs and nobody else can touch it. You're talking about a jealous person, man. Uh, Peniah is jealous. She's jealous because Elkanah is showing greater affection to Hannah than she is her. You know, the Lord sometimes, we get upset and, and in a church, in a church body. I hope there's no Peniahs in here today. Amen. You know what? I mean, you should not be jealous of each other. Amen. I read that in Sunday school class over in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where he gives each person different gifts. And I was reading that last night. I was over in Corinthians last night, too, and I was reading over there. And, <clears throat> and I sit there, you know, sometimes you start thinking, well, Lord, you're not, I don't feel like you're using me like I should be used. He said, have you thought that maybe I didn't give you the gift that you're thinking that you got, that, that, that's the reason I'm not using you amen, amen. there? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. You give the gifts. I, I don't. He goes, do you believe in me? I said, yeah, I believe in you. You believe a lot in me? I said, oh, yeah, I believe a lot in you. He goes, I gave you a gift of faith. He goes, some people don't have what you have. And I'm like, okay. I said, you're right. I said, you didn't give me the, the gift of healings or none of that other stuff, but you gave me faith. I said, you may have gave me a little wisdom, some knowledge. <laughs> some of these other people, man, I know guys who are, are just, they just, they can read something and retain it and just regurgitate the thing just like that. I struggle through the whole thing. I'm like, Lord, why would that? He goes, because that's not what I gave you. You know, sometimes we just need to settle down and just be at peace with what God's given us and then let God work through our lives the way he wants to work through. Paniah is jealous. Don't ever be jealous of your brothers. Don't ever be jealous. She thinks she's in competition with Hannah. There's nothing here to be in competition with. As a matter of fact, the Lord has set this thing up where really there's no competition at all. Paniah's got sons and daughters. Hannah hadn't got anything. What's the competition? Everything you think, have you ever thought, number two, that what you think is wrong? That is the hardest thing for a person to get through their life. What you may think, what I may think is wrong. Maybe I'm thinking that I'm going after the wrong thing, and the wrong thing is leading me down the wrong path. Paniah has all the kids and all the daughters and sons, and, and she gets worthy portion, and, and Elkanah still takes care of her, and yet she's miserable. Because she's always picking on somebody else. If there's one thing I can't stand is when somebody picks on somebody else. That is, the, that is the most childish thing you could ever do. If you're a child, okay, I expect kids to do that. Uh, I watch Bella and, and Alex do that to each other all the time, man. And then Bella, uh, Bella, she's got a little temper on her, man. You better watch her. Uh, the rest of them aren't big enough yet, but I'm, I'm, I've seen a couple of the other ones do some things too, man. I mean, they just, you start messing with them and pretty soon they're going to get to the place where they're going to take you out. But you're not in competition with anybody, brethren. Your walk is with Jesus Christ. Paul said that I press for, toward the mark. Amen. 
I got a walk that's all mine. I got a road that I'm going down. It's mine. It's nobody else's. And, and there's no room on that road for you. You have your own. There's no competition. The Lord has you doing one thing. He has me doing. Paniah, she's just selfish. She wants everything that Elkanah has. And then she wants to go at Hannah and push her down on something that Hannah has no control over anyways. Some people can't control what's going on in their lives. And other people use that as an occasion against them. That is just one of the most wickedest things. She's indifferent. Man, I tell you what, she just doesn't care. She doesn't care one thing about her. She provides, I've got kids, you who don't. I got, look at me, I got sons and daughters, and you can't even have one. And Hannah is just getting torn. And they, this happened year after year. It wasn't just probably at the, at the, uh, in Shiloh. It was probably at the house, too. Hannah probably, uh, Paniah probably never let up on her. Not once. Don't ever be a Paniah. Don't ever do it, man. Don't ever do it. <laughs> Gloating. Look what I got. You ain't got nothing. Look what I got. You know the Lord can take away what you have just like that? Amen. There is, one of these days I'm going to take my last breath. He's going to take it all away. I said, I know, I know there's a day coming out there somewhere that he's going to take everything I have or ever had away from me. And guess what I get? I get everything and more back. What more, you know what, you know the hardest thing for us to understand, wait a minute, I don't want to get too ahead of Hannah's seeking, or Paniah's seeking revenge. I've watched a lot of Christians go at other Christians for some of the most childish things I've ever seen in my life. What the Lord has for me, he has for me. But you couldn't touch it if you wanted to. You can't have it. It's not yours, it's mine. He gave it to me. As a matter of fact, if he hadn't even gave it to me yet, there, it's sitting there and waiting for me to get to it. People, we mess up, man, when we think, you're going to take something from me. You can't take nothing from me that he gave me. I can lose it, but you can't take it. It can't be done unless the Lord allows it. I've watched him do that. I was talking to a brother last night, and I said, brother, he's talking about his family, and, and uh, he's got to watch what goes on. I said, brother, that's a wise thing. I said, I knew when God gave me salvation, it was forever. And I knew when he gave me a wife, it was forever. And I knew when he gave me some kids, he gave me my kids not to lose them. And when he gave me this church, he gave me the church not to lose it. I'm not supposed to lose my kids for the church. I'm doing something wrong if I'm doing that. Tell me who is less valuable. I'll tell you what, my kids aren't no more valuable than anyone in this room. They know that. I love them to death. You know what? I love you to death too. People say, well, how could you do that? There's people watching right now. I love, I love George and Linda. You know why? Because they love me. George knows how I am, man. He thinks I'm crazy. He's probably, hi, George. How are you doing? He's probably watching right now. Then you got El, Eli and Hoffnine and Phineas. You know, Hoffnine and Phineas are two wicked men. Very wicked. And they're sitting there in the house of God. You know in the house of God sometimes there's wicked people? Have you ever thought about that? There could be wicked people. Uh, I'm not one. But you don't know that. Well, you hope you do. But you can say, well, Mike, what if you're? Yeah, you know what? I try not to be. I got a book that I'm constantly reading saying, Lord, show me what I need to do out of this book. Show me where I need to change. Show me what I need to change in my life. Eli allowed his two boys, to be in there. They weren't growing in grace and knowledge. They weren't trying to learn. They were just wicked as they could be. He says, uh, he, he called them sons of Belial. That's uh, the devil. Dads, I'm telling you today, this is a Mother's Day message, but dads, I'm telling you, your kids are yours. And you're supposed to be guiding and directing them. 
And if you don't, they're going to end up like Hophni and Phinehas one day, and they're going to be dead. Always like, that was the strangest thing. The Lord holds back something in your life. You know, if you're praying about something today, and you haven't got it yet, have you ever thought that maybe the Lord's just holding that thing back from you to give you something better? The prayer could be absolutely correct. And the desire could be absolutely right. But the Lord says, I'm gonna, I like the Holy Spirit, man. He, so we got the Holy Spirit between us and the Father and the Son. And he takes sometimes what I say and he twists that thing around. He goes, he goes Lord, he goes, Mike's really stupid. <laughs> he really wants this. He, he doesn't understand that. But that's what he really wants. Let's help him understand it. He goes, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> And you know, to get to the place where you can understand that, you're going to have to have a Job experience. You say, well, I don't want a Job experience. Then you ain't going to get that. And the Lord knows that. And that's what he wants me to have. I'm always expecting an an exciting journey with him. I, I expect everything to just go wrong. And then see what happens through it. Because if it doesn't go wrong, something's wrong with it. When I got out of the Navy, they told me, they said, Mike, here's this aircraft carrier. Two of them sitting in San Diego. Choose one. Man, they got so mad at me, they fired me. I didn't take either one of them. I quit. I quit the Navy. I walked out. I looked at that, and I'm like, I got that, man. Now, you may not understand that, but I've been working 14 years for that. And I knew exactly what to do on that aircraft carrier. I could run that thing like the back of my hand. We went down, you, you think I'm joking, we went down to Jacksonville, Florida one day, and I took some of the young guys out to the Navy base, and there was this big old uh, uh, Amphib aircraft carrier sitting there, and his chief come off, and I said, hey, chief. I pulled out my ID card, showed it to him, said, hey, I'm a chief too, man, retired chief. And I said, blah, blah. He goes, man, he says, you sound like you could go to work on that thing right now. I said, I could, man. I said, I've been out of the Navy 25, 30 years, and I could go back right now. And the guy said, man, if I, he said, he told me this, he goes, he goes, man, I got to get home. My wife is expecting me home. If, if it wasn't for her, I'd take you on a tour. I was like, no, 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 do your wife first, man. Take, your, take care of your family first. You sit there and say, what is that? I knew what this was. And I'm like, I don't think that's it, man. There was just a gut feeling inside. That's, that's, that's too easy. That's too easy. And he shows me this black door over here. It's just in my mind's eye. There's a black door over here. And he goes, I'm going to go in that door. And you can't see what's on the other side of that door. I'm like, yeah, but that's where the fun's at. I don't know about you, but everything's happened to me fun has happened after that. Everything, I, when I went in the Navy, some fun things happened up to the time I had to leave. But boy, once I got through that door and I didn't know what was going on, I said, that's the door. That's where the fun's at. Hannah, you got Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas. 1 Samuel 2.12 says, now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial, the devil, for they knew not the Lord. And Eli had them working in the temple. You know what happens sometimes? We'll have people doing things that shouldn't be doing it. And he says, Back, Eli is talking to uh, somebody, and he goes, verse 20, 24 of that same chapter, he goes, Nay, my son, he's talking to his sons, it is not good report that I hear. You make the people to transgress. A person in leadership position should never, ever call somebody to go backwards. But you know what Hannah has to deal with? She not only has to deal with Peniah, but she has to deal with Hophni and Phinehas at the same time. And Eli is sitting there, and on top of that, Eli is doing some crazy things too, man. Eli is, uh, I tell you what, Eli is one of the strangest ones in there. Verse 9, it says, And Hannah rose up after the, they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. And now Eli the priest uh, sat upon the seat by the post of the temple of the, door, of the Lord. 
And she was in bitterness of soul. I would imagine so, man. She's got Paniah after her. She's got Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas doing weird stuff. She's got everything happening year after year after year. This isn't something that just happened four minutes ago. It's been on her for a long, long time. And she's, in a, and she's bitterness of her soul. She's crying out and she's praying unto the Lord and wept sore and vowed a vow and said, Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look upon thy affliction of thy handmaid and remember me, and not forget thy handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. Boy, that girl's starting to get serious. She goes, Lord, I just want to be able to give my husband a child, and you can have him. He's yours. I just want to be able to give my husband a child. Because it does take two. This thing with the Roe versus Wade thing, and a woman thinks it's her body. Hey, it takes two. And if you're going to get pregnant, no, nah, I don't know, none of you are going to do that. But if a woman goes out and gets pregnant, then she, she is not in charge of herself anymore. She was in charge of herself until she got pregnant. Now that child is in the mix of this thing. Now, am I going to say you should legally? No, I, I don't really care what happens, man. I, you have no control over the government. All they're doing is throwing stuff out there to get you mad anyways. I'm just going to take it and drop it in the hands of the Lord. Let him do it. You know what I know? I got a wife sitting there, and I got her pregnant five times, and all five of them are here. And I'm going to take care of Now, I got rid of all five of them, except for one. I'm working on that one, so if you, anybody's got to take no. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sitting there telling you, man, it's responsibility. What's wrong with us today is it isn't Roe versus Wade. It's us. We have lost the ability to be responsible for our own actions. Hannah knows exactly what's going on, and she's sitting there telling the Lord, you know what, Eli, Elkanah never stops her from this. The Bible's clear, man. If Elkanah wanted, she vowed a vow. Eli, Elkanah could have walked up and said, nope, 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 no, we're not going to do that. Elkanah was in this with her. He was like, yeah, man, we'll give him to the Lord. It doesn't say that, but he never stopped her. Well, I said, what's wrong with a mom and dad wanting to give their kids to God? That's what I always wanted. People ask me, why do you do what you do? Because I want them to serve God. I want them to have the lessons they need and the music they need and all the other stuff they need. So if the Lord ever wants to use them in those areas, he can do it. I don't want it for myself. Man, I, I feel like right now I'm just a has-been. I'm just old and no good anymore. I, I, you, you say, oh, no, no, but I'm, I'm 65. I'll be 65 this year. And I'm like, my life is already gone. It's your time now. And I said, Lord, I get the privilege to help them get to the next level, maybe the next step in their lives. But my life is, I've already done that stuff. Now they got to live it. Well, I'll tell you what, living it is the fun part. And going through trials and tribulations, sometimes the best thing that could ever happen to you. It'll change your life. It makes you start thinking about yourself and what you are and really what am I and who am I with God? Paniah never had that. Eli had it and abused it. Hophni and Phinehas never got it. It said they didn't know the Lord. I know the Lord today, do you? I'm telling you, man, this thing is good. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord, verse 12. Just about done now. Eli marked her mouth, and Hannah, she spake in her heart, but only her lips. I mean, have you ever done that? I do that all the time. Man, the devil could probably, look at him, he's over here talking about you. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just talking to the Lord. And Eli marked her mouth, and Hannah spake in her heart, and her only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken, and Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? 
Put away thy wine from thee. You know, sometimes we make judgments on people that we should never make. We got to watch what we do sometimes. He had wicked, Eli had wicked servants and sons, but then accusations were hasty. They're not, they don't belong there. Really, we, we are not our brothers or sisters' judges. We are not. I am not your judge and you are not mine. You know what's wrong with our churches today is we judge each other to the point we run people off and they don't come back. You know what a blessing about Hannah is? She never quit, man. There, you know how, many few, how few Hannahs there are? Boy, I never would want to be somebody who runs somebody else off. Now, you can't keep people all the time. I got that. If we did, this place would be packed out. But I'll tell you one thing. I don't want to be the reason. I've never, well, I take it back. There's two people I did ask to leave. Uh, but, but they were on their way out the door anyways, and they weren't part of us anyways. They were coming here trying to mess everybody up. But I've never asked anybody in this church to leave that's left. They got up and left on their own because they chose to do it. They didn't want to work the problem out. As a matter of fact, they were like Paniah. They did not want to see the problem. They wanted you to accept them like they are and let them do what they wanted to do, and, and you just can't allow that. Because a little leaven, leaven the whole lump, that, that goes for you and that goes for the church. I can't let leaven in my life. A little leaven will leaven the whole lump. You say, well, I see leaven that you're judging. It's none of your concern what I do. How about you? What are you doing? You know where you need to do? Judgment was first started at the house of God. What temple you are. You know you who you are. Anyways, back to this and Eli said unto her, how long will thou be drunk? And put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah, boy, you know what? The Lord's an amazing, amazing, amazing Lord. What he did is he just set the opportunity up for Hannah to get what she wanted. And he used Eli to do it. And Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, no. You know what she's going to do? She said, no, I was talking to the Lord. I said, I said I'm broken, I'm broken. And Hannah answered, no, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have neither drunk wine nor strong drink, but I poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not that handmaid for a daughter of Belial, like your sons. <laughs> for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli, God reached down and said, Eli, you're my prophet. I want you to say something for me. You know, God can use people no matter what. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked for him. He never even found out what she asked. He said, Hannah, whatever you ask, God grant you that. Verse 20, 18, two more verses, two or three more verses, and then uh, I've got a few things to say, and I'll be done. And she said, I'm watching the time. I know it's Mother's Day. Let thy hand magnify grace in thy sight. So the woman went away. You know, it says right there, and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. When you get God's answer, and you know you just got God's answer, do you realize there's a peace that passes all understanding that just over, overshadows you, and no matter what, all hell could break loose, and you won't care. She has been in turmoil for X amount of years. I have no... no Paniah could no longer say anything to her that would even matter. At that point right there, she had reached a point with the Lord where she said, Lord, and the Lord says, Hannah, I've watched. It's like Cornelius over there. He goes, Cornelius. He goes, I heard thee, Cornelius. You've been Acts chapter 9 or 10 or whatever it was. I heard you pray, man. I heard you pray. Cornelius, it's your time. 
That's like Zacchaeus. He climbs up the little tree. He runs down. Everybody thinks he's crazy, man, because he's a little short guy. And he finds a tree to climb up. And he goes, finds up the tree. Why? I want to see Jesus is all I want to see. You know, a lot of people, all they want to do is see Jesus. Have you seen Jesus today? Man, I tell you what, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life is the day I met Jesus. All the rest of the stuff is icing on the cake. The cake is him. I'm telling you, brother, the cake is him. 1 Samuel 20, 20, Eli's talking to Elkanah. Two verses, and, and, and Elkanah blessed, and, and Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife. Why? And said, the Lord give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went unto their own house. Verse 21, and the Lord visited Hannah, and she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. You know what Israel needed? A whole country needed a prophet. A whole country needed a man of God that was going to stand up and do the right thing. A whole country needed somebody that could stand there and say, this is what the Lord said, thus saith the Lord, and don't do anything else. You know what it took to get that? A Hannah. You know how precious mothers are? A praying mom is the most precious thing this world will ever see. Susanna Wesley prayed for all her kids. She prayed one hour a day for all her kids. Let me ask you a question. Moms, do you pray for your kids? Do you want them to turn out right? <laughs> Hannah was in a place, and I want to say a couple things here, because I know some, some people that say, well, well, I never could have a kid. But did you want to? Satan has what he has by what Jesus Christ gave him. Hannah, Peniah, had portions. The stuff you see in this world out here is just given, given to the devil anyways. It's his, but the God of this world is Satan. I have a worthy portion. I'm a child of the king. He gave me more than what he gave him. Everybody out there striving for this stuff that he gave him, but what he gave me was a whole lot more, and I get eternity past this. Satan don't get that. He gets eternity, but he don't get it the same place I get it. Sometimes I don't see the end either, like Hannah. I didn't get to see the end of everything in my life. I haven't seen it because it's not done yet. I don't know if I want to see the end from the beginning. Lord sees it. I want to, I want to go through the thing. I want to enjoy the trip. <laughs> because I, I like to see his hand move in my life and do things. I just, I'm at a point where I just know he's going to do something. And all I got to do is wait. And the devil sometimes, he pressures you and pressures you and pressures you to quit or to do something else. And you got to say, no, Lord, I just know you want me to stay doing this because you never told me to quit. But you told me to start. Has the Lord told you to start something? The day you got saved, you know what he taught you, told you to do? Start this journey and don't quit. Don't go. An old preacher, I said him in Sunday school, an old preacher told another old preacher, he said, hey, he goes, some of these old men just get wore out and others just quit. And he said the old preacher grabbed him and drug him over there and said, but they're both out. And the younger preacher said, I guess I just can't quit. You know what you got to do? You're just going to have to pace yourself so you can make it through the thing. And believe me, when the time is right, the Lord's going to say the right words, and you're going to get the peace of God that passeth all understanding. You're going to know it. Like Hannah, like Hannah, just pray yourself through. Old, old lady was preached. Oh, man, I had a, where is it at? Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about mothers now for a few minutes, just a few minutes. A, a junior high school teacher, I like this one. A junior high school teacher was lecturing on the properties of magnets. Magnets have positive and negative side. Uh, for the entire class, spent a whole class. 
This is how much your kids are actually learning in school. This is, watch this. He said, the next day he gave his students a quiz. The first question was like this. My name begins with M, has six letters, and I pick up things. What am I? Half the class said, mother. <laughs> that, it's like, did you learn anything yesterday in class? No, because that, that, my mom does the same thing, man. She picks up after me all day long. An epitaph in a church inscribed by a husband after 60 years of wedded life. She always made home happy. You know why Hannah was such a precious lady? You know why, even when she wasn't a mother, she wanted to be one. And she didn't ever know if she could be one or not. She knew the preciousness of bearing a child. And only a mother can do that. I've talked to ladies who couldn't have children, and they adopted but they had a heart for it. You could just see it. And they never let the, the thing of not having a kid, they found a way to have a child. They'd get a child another way. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. But it's a heart. It's a heart thing. It isn't necessarily i got to have kids. That was Paniah. Paniah had kids just to have kids. That, that's no reason to have kids. The kid kids is because you love them. She's consistent in her prayer life, no matter what the obstacles were in front of her, year after year after year. Hannah prayed and prayed and prayed. I don't know if, if the prayer that she prayed there at the, the altar that when Eli got that thing and gave her the promise was the same prayer she prayed the whole time. She could have been praying year after year, Lord, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? But that day the Lord gave Eli the, 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 the wherewithal to say to her what he said, which opened the door to allow her to, to say back to him what she said, which gave the Lord the the ability to give her what she was looking for is that child. That child was Samuel, by the way. And she said, I'll give that child to the Lord. And she held that child back till she weaned him, and then she turned him over, and Samuel was one of the greatest prophets Israel ever had. But look what that lady had to go through to get that. Brother, I tell you what, that, that sacrifice, when I look at stuff like what Job went to, to get the privilege to talk to God face to face, it's worth it. Now, it may not be worth it as you're going through it. But boy, at the end of that thing, it sure is. At the end of that thing, when you actually see what eternity is all about and this world has nothing for you, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. She endures hardness even when there's no hope in sight. You know what you got to learn how to do something? What makes her a great mother? Moms, I tell you what, my mom, I watch my mom. My brother hates, he just, my brother's got some serious issues, mental and my mom takes all that stuff personal. And I mean, she just, she is tore up. I'll call her and talk to her, and she'll sit there and talk to me about my brother over and over again like I don't even exist. And I'll say, Mom, what about me? She goes, oh, Mike, you're always there. I can trust you. But her heart is broke about her other son. She has two daughters laying in a, in a, in a graveyard. Both of them passed away years and years ago, and she still mourns over that thing. A mother is a strange, strange character. The way the Lord has built a mother and her children and the way she loves is, is completely... I'm not even saying someone who's godly. I'm just saying a mom. The way they love is unbelievable. When she gets the answer from the Lord, she walks away in peace. Hannah, this is what makes Hannah really special because she loves the Lord. And she was willing to go that and she could pour out her petitions. Never, never worry about pouring out your petitions before the Lord. Hannah always gave God the glory. It never was Elkanah, but she always gave God the glory. And she always loved her children no matter what. She had three other sons and some daughters. 
And I'll bet you her sons and daughters probably caused problems just like anybody else's did, and Hannah got right through it. Mrs. Wesley, I'm sure she, everybody, you always hear she had 18 kids, and, and those kids uh, were all, everybody said, oh, they must be perfect. No, they probably weren't. I, I'm sure John and Charles weren't the perfect children, but, but by what she did, the Methodist Church came out of what that woman did. And this world has benefited from that. A mother once said this, and I'll be done. If you want to get a hold of God, just remember God's always home. You never have to worry about God being home. He's always home. The lines are never down, never affected by weather or worldly conditions. You don't have to worry about one thing. There's no problem finding a phone or a phone booth. You can find them anywhere. God's provided 24-hour service. He has a private line, but the number isn't unlisted. He never, he never puts you on hold. You don't have to go through a secretary, not even Jesus' mother. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I can say that. <laughs> you never get a busy signal. You ever call somebody, meh, 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 call back 10 minutes, like, meh, 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 call back three days later, meh, meh, meh. My mom walks, she's got her phone in the weirdest place. If you come through the kitchen and into the living room, there's a little thing right there, and she puts it, and she hits that thing and knocks the phone off, and it goes busy. And she'll forget all about it. She'll never even look at it. Because she goes, nobody calls me anyways but you. She goes, if I put it back on the phone, you're going to argue with me about Jesus. <laughs> you can't get the wrong number even if you're trying to reach him. You can't get it. He listens to every word and never misunderstands. He never gets tired of listening, even if you repeat yourself. He answers any call immediately, remembers that it's an emergency, remembering that in emergencies. He always is glad to receive your call. Best of all, one day you'll get to talk to him in person. Right. Brother, you know what a mother is? I'm telling you what, mothers are sweet as they can be. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mom. Uh, she knows I love her. I've, I've called her for about the last 40 years, almost every day, every other day. Uh, and now I'm getting Beth to call her. <laughs> so I don't have to get in a fight with her uh, over Jesus because she's still Catholic, to, got that Catholic background a little bit. And uh, I'm telling you, but I love my mom. And I was sitting here the other day, and I thought, and me and Beth went out to the restaurant, and I took her to the hospital, and we went out to the restaurant, and we're sitting there eating. And it just kind of dawned on me. I said, you know, I told Beth, I said, you know, my mom, I can't ever remember her ever being able to sit down at a restaurant with my dad and just have the relationship me and her, me and Beth was having sitting there. I don't think she's ever in her life experienced something like that where she could sit across the table from somebody that actually loved her and she loved them and had a dinner where it was just that 80, 90, she's 90 years old. And I'm sitting here thinking, Lord, I said, I got saved 40 years ago, 43 years ago, and you gave me a wife eight or nine years later. And I said, this is the way my life has been the whole time. I said, boy, have I sure got it. I said, thank you for my mom. You know, you ought to thank God. You're, you're here today. You say, well, my family wasn't. It doesn't matter. You're here today. If you're in this room today and you don't know Jesus Christ, you're your Savior, you know it would be a good day to get saved. Mother's Day is a great day. Any other day is a good day, too. All days are good. I didn't get saved on Mother's Day, but I'm telling you, I appreciate mothers. Ladies, I appreciate everything you've ever done or you're trying to do. You say, sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy. Don't worry. There's other people gone more crazy than you've ever gone. Kids will drive you crazy. Thank you for putting up with them. I thank my mom for putting up for me. I, 
my mom looked at me one time, and she looked at all my kids, and, and she said, you get what you deserve. You did this to me. You deserve it. And I'm sitting here going, thank you, Lord. You know, mothers, mothers are sweet. Hannah was a perfect mother. Before she was a mother, she was a mother. After she got a child, she never forgot God. And she gave, when she said, Lord, I'm going to give you this child. The Lord said, okay. Remember, ladies, sometimes you don't always get what you want right now. And sometimes you got to pray your way through and don't ever stop praying for your kids. They need it. And this time, more than any other time, they need it. They need moms. What we need is mothers that will love their kids at their expense. Because the kids don't necessarily understand it. Samuel didn't understand he was going to be the greatest prophet Israel probably ever had outside of Jesus Christ. He didn't understand that until he got in there. He didn't even know he was talking to God. You read the rest of that story and go down through there. He thinks Eli's talking to him. He goes to Eli. You know what Eli says? Hey, man, finally, hey, I'm not talking to you, Samuel. Start talking to God. You know what a good preacher will tell you to do? Get a hold of God. You know what you need to do is get a hold. You can get a hold of him 24-7. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Lord, thank you for mothers. All through our Bible, Lord, there's mothers. John and James's mother is mentioned in there. They just wanted the best for her. She wanted the best for their son. I, I just think about uh, your mother, Mary, at the, at the cross looking up at you and had raised you for 33 years and now is watching you die and, and doesn't totally understand what's going on. And, and all the pain and agony that she went through for those couple days while you were in the tomb until you come up. And then, Lord, she got to see the end of the thing and, and the joy set in. Lord, help, uh, help our mothers, Lord, as they're going through trials and tribulations in, in this room here today, Lord, that uh, they just pray on through and know that one of these days you'll answer that prayer. Lord, thank you for my mom. I do pray for her down in Kentucky today that you would uh, heal her up and that you'd, you'd uh, continue to work in her life. And, Lord, that you'd give her something just between you and her that would be a blessing for her. And, Lord, that, uh, I just pray that uh, I just want to make sure she's saved and she gets to go to heaven with us. Again, Lord, thank you for letting us come to church this morning. Thank you for the mothers in here. Lord, let us never be like a Paniah. Let us never be like a Hophni and Phinehas. Uh, Lord, help us to be like Elkanah. And help us to be like Hannah, Lord. And Father, again, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.